Good morning and welcome to the Men's Leadership Network at Rolling Hills. Uh, today our guest is Kim Anderson. Kim is a professional life coach and is a counselor and founder of Anderson Coaching. Uh, today we're going to be discussing how to have a great marriage. Kim is a recent transplant to the Nashville area, moved up here from Texas, is married to Dave, who we heard from a couple weeks ago uh, when we talked about fight or flight. They have two children and live here in the Nashville area. Uh, Kim started her career in teaching and then transitioned into counseling and life coaching. Uh, and in the counseling area, she works mainly with families, couples, women, and adolescents. And in the coaching area, she works with clients to help set goals and create movement to transition them to where they want to be while focusing on values, strengths, and temperament. So today, please welcome Kim Anderson. If you have any questions and would like to tweet them in, chat them in, or email them in, we'll have that available as well. Uh, please welcome Kim Anderson. Oh, Kim, we're excited that you're here. Thank, Thank you so you. much for doing this today. And, you know, we're talking about how to have a great marriage. And we often talk about that from a guy's point of view. So guys get together, we hear from a guy about how to have a great marriage. But we thought it'd be great to hear from a woman just to what it means to have a great marriage and you qualify. Well, and uh, so <laughs> thank you. And uh, then also being a counselor and a life coach and all your wisdom and experiences. So can you just talk to us a little bit about that, what it means to have a great marriage? Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, it's so nice to be here. And I only feel a little bit of pressure representing all the women, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think, right. think we're going to have fun. So when, we, when you approached me about talking about marriage, um, I immediately went to uh, some materials that I use in my practice and mm -hmm. I use with families and that have been um, so beneficial to me. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to tell you a little bit about those materials first. Um, there's uh, a, a friend, a colleague, um, Shanti Feldhahn, uh, who was a, a Christian fictional author years ago and uh, was writing a book. And when she was writing that book, um, she said to her husband, Jeff, who's actually also Jeff, um, you know, I need to write for the voice of the main male character in this book. So if you were this character, how would you respond in this situation? And he told her. And she went, are you sure? Would you really respond that way? So then she went to his best friend. If you were the male you know, character in this novel, how would you respond? And he answered the same way as her husband. So she said, I was so confused, I couldn't understand it. So before you know it, I was at Starbucks asking the barista behind the counter, I was at the gas station asking, you know, the guy at the gas station, you know, how would you respond if this were you? And, um, and they all responded the same way. So with that, it prompted her to launch a national survey and start doing research. And in that research, she, um, wrote a book, from that research she wrote a book called For uh, Women Only, that shared the results from that data. And it was astounding. And the minute that I read it, I went, oh my goodness, this is information that we just don't know as women, how you men think. And it's really important. Wow. Yeah. wow. I'd like to hear some more about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. They found out. Absolutely. <laughs> and then from there, she did the opposite. Um, they, they, her husband, Jeff, joined her and they did research for uh, women on how men think. And so mm -hmm. those books are really important. Um, so I'm gonna be sharing information. We've got, I think we've got pictures of the covers of those books here, um, right here. I'm gonna be sharing information today um, that, that kind of highlights what, what information and what data we have got 
um, for, for men only because here's the thing. The information and for women only is really important. I highly recommend it for your wives. But today we're going to tackle what's going on in the lives of women so that you guys can have some insight and understanding um, about what might make a difference in your marriage. Yeah. Well, we would love to hear it. I mean, if you can just tell us a little bit about that survey what they found, you know, because as guys, we we love our wives, but there's sometimes we just don't understand, you know, and so uh, help us with some of that. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to, we'll touch on six areas today. I'm going to speak through them pretty quickly just because this is um, kind of a shorter uh, time period, but when I'm speaking on it, I'm speaking in generalizations. So with a lot of the data that they um, they found, you know, 85% of women might have felt one way. Well, 15% maybe didn't feel that way. And so... Um, that's something to consider. I'm also going to be using marriage verbiage. So if you're not in a marriage right now, this can be applicable to a girlfriend, to a daughter, to a mother, or a mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is going to be kind of, I'm going to be a little bit more biased today um, and kind of focusing on those women's needs. So Great. And the reason that I chose this to share today is because, let's face it, men, so often, I mean, how many of you have ever been confused by a woman? No. Right? As as my husband raises his hand. (laughs) And not only that, as men, it's so important to to have a clear plan and to know kind of where you're going. Like a lot of times dealing with women, you can feel like you're in the wilderness without a map and you don't know which direction to go. And the information I'm sharing with you is 100% based on data. And it's clear and it's concrete and it's applicable. I'm also going to give you a solution in each of those areas so that you can walk away saying, okay, this is something that maybe doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it, but I can act this way or make this choice and it might benefit my marriage. So That's great. Well, I'm excited about it. So tell us some of the findings and some of the studies and what we can learn yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, put up really quickly the six different areas that we're going to yeah. touch on. Uh, we're going to touch on reassurance and love. Okay. We're going to touch on security, listening, sex, beauty, and emotions. And those are the key points in the book if you were to read it as well. So let's start with reassurance and love. Um, in the book for women only, we learned that, uh, that statistically, overwhelmingly, men really struggle with respect. In fact, the, the data showed that, gosh, 96, something in the 96 range uh, percentage of men could go the rest of their lives without experiencing love, but they couldn't go a day without respect. And so from that, we, you know, if we flip that for women, our emotional need is love. The respect thing is a little bit hard for us to understand into, you know, a lot of times we feel like we're respecting you, but we're not. Um, but but the, the love component for women shows up with that need for reassurance. And so there are two key truths that the Feldhans identify uh, with women. One is that there is not a switch in the woman's brain or in the female brain that says, I feel permanently loved. Women are constantly wondering, would he choose me all over again if he had to? Do I measure up? Am I still desirable to him? And the second thing is that when that shows up, it is really intensely painful. And so much that it's really illogical to the male brain how it could be so painful and so intense. Um, 82% of women report feeling this way. And so, you know, I can think of an example um, that Shanti uses in, in the book is that, you know, as men, if you're at work and you make a mistake, 
you might feel this innate insecurity like, oh no, I've messed up once. Oh no, I've messed up twice. I'm just three or four mistakes away from losing my job and being fired. And that's what it feels like often for women. For most women, it feels like I'm maybe one to two arguments away from losing my spouse. And, um, and that's a really painful, painful feeling. Wow. That's, that's tough. What triggers that, I guess, mm-hmm. insecurity? I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. But what, Fear. Yeah. Um, conflict and withdrawal is okay. usually the hardest thing. And as men, that's your natural go-to. You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't like this. I'm going to retreat. And for the, for the female, for the woman, that is so scary. And it creates an innate sense of fear. And when that shows up, you know, use those, those signs that you're going to see irritability, nagging, um, moodiness, anger, you know, those are all signs that, that your spouse is really fearful of losing that security bond with you. Wow. And so how do we, I guess we talked about this before, but how do we move toward our spouse instead of away, because that sounds like it triggers a lot when we pull back or, you know, physically or emotionally, but how do we move not at, right, right, but toward. Right, right, absolutely. Um, well, the solution for that, and this is the, uh, ties into the solution, is really verbal reassurance. Okay. Letting her know that you're there. 86% of women report saying that if, if you're in an argument and, um, and you feel that need to withdraw or jump in the car and drive away or something, to say, I'm upset, I need some space, I need some time, but we're good, we're okay, is enough to calm her heart and to not think, oh my gosh, you know, am I at risk of losing him? Mm. And so the verbal reassurance, the other solution is pursuing her. Pursuit is such an important thing Mm. for women and men often forget that, you know. How many of you really pursued her hard when you were trying to, you know, uh, have her commit to marrying you, to spend your life together? And then uh, the, the wedding comes and all of a sudden there's not that pressure to p- pursue her anymore. And that pursuit is constantly depositing into her emotional bank account Wow! as well. So a lot of this goes back to that security mm-hmm. for her to feel love, for her to feel like this relationship or this marriage is secure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think about that. Can you explain to us why that's so important for a woman mm-hmm. and what security means mm-hmm. for a woman? Yeah. So the, the second point is security, and it's such an important thing. And what's fascinating to me about that, and it might be fascinating to you, um, when we think of security, often I think men think of financial security. I'm providing for mm-hmm. her. We've got the nice car. We've got the house and the dog and the picket fence, and, um, and therefore she should feel secure. But 70% of women said that they would actually compromise some of those um, material items if it meant that they had emotional security. Mm. And, and it, it's, it's a really important thing. And... Um, 30% of women didn't feel that way. So 30% of women are fine, you know, uh, in that situation. But 70% of women said it would affect them. Wow. Yeah. That emotional security. Mm-hmm. So often as guys, we think, well, what's the problem? You know, I'm out there working. Yes. I've got, you know, you've got this house mm-hmm. or you've got this, you know, apartment mm-hmm. or you've got a car. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what's the problem, right. you know? And yet right. what you're saying, what I hear you saying is yeah. it's emotional. Mm-hmm. It's not just the physical provision. It's the emotional security. Yeah. yeah. So if, um, guys, if you're coming home from work and you're in, in a job, maybe that's kind of a toxic environment and you're carrying that home and you're feeling stressed and you're not emotionally available and you get home and you check out because um, you're trying to recharge, 
that's, that discord is going to be really hard for your wife. Um, and so what they're saying is if it meant that, okay, maybe we have to take a pay cut, but you're coming home and you're not feeling that weight and you're present and you're engaged, that would be really important to them. Wow. I guess in just listening, Kim, sometimes as guys, we, we feel like we're caught between a rock and a hard yeah, place. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I mean, it's feel, I mean, we're like, okay, we got to provide because mm-hmm. we're, you know, taking care of the kids mm-hmm. and you're like, well, you want clothes for the kids and you want right. to do this and, right. and you want to go on vacation. And yet you want us present. And yeah. how, how do we yeah. manage that? Yeah. I think it's really important to have those conversations. Mm. And that's part of the moving toward, you know, is saying, okay, what is it, you know, being, being clear on each other's comfort level, um, communicating is so important and yeah. understanding where the other person is coming from uh, without assumptions. You know, mm. a lot of times we can, you know, I think it's easy to just get into our own assumptions of this is what he wants, this is what she wants. Yeah. And there are a lot of pressures out there as well. And, and I think hearing you say that, it's so good. I think for guys, mm-hmm. if I, if I, I'm a guy, you know, so <laughs> I, I can just tell you that a lot of that spills over into yeah. um, what we say and how your spouse receives mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also us listening. Mm-hmm. So do you, can you talk a little bit about that? Because yeah. I think the way men and women communicate is so different, yeah. you know? Yeah, we do. And in fact, um, let's play the video about listening as we segue into that, because um, I think you guys will enjoy it. It's just... There's all this pressure, you know? And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me and I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head and it's relentless and I don't know if it's gonna stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever gonna stop. Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head it is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there. Stop would... trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing. You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. No, see, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail See, you're out. not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just. Sometimes it's like there's this achy. I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. Yeah, I, that sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Oh, come on. Ow. If you would just don't try to see things my way. Do I have to keep on? Uh. <laughs> Uh, that is hilarious because that is so true. Oh, it gets me every time. Uh, oh my goodness! Because I mean, as guys, this is like, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Fix it. Fix it. <laughs> right. What is the deal? And Why do we have to talk about this? I know. And men, you were created to fix it. God <laughs> wired you that way, and it's a beautiful uh, thing. The challenge is, as women, we're just wired so differently, and so it's not about the nail, right? If for, for women, it's about the emotions that we have about the nail, and um, and I know it feels illogical, but when you come in and try to just fix the problem, we feel so unheard and so unloved, and so I love that illustration 
95% of women report saying that the man's solution wouldn't solve their problem even if he offered it. And it's not because you wouldn't be good at solving it, it's because that's not the problem. It's not the technical problem. It's the emotions that we have um, tied into it. Um, well, uh, I'm just thinking, but it, this is a tough one for men because, uh, let's be honest, we like to talk less than women. And, right. uh, you know, I mean, women want to talk everything out yeah. and we kind of want to go, here's the deal. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's move on, right? right? So uh, do you have any suggestions for us in, the, in that area? Yeah, absolutely. I really think setting boundaries and, and okay. just again back to communication mm. um, is so important because... You know, guys, if you're coming home, you've been at work, let's say you're in that toxic environment, you're exhausted, and you get home, and your wife has been alone all day, maybe she's been home with the kids, and she's anxious to see another adult, Um, set some boundaries, you know, letting her know, you know what, what you have to share is really important to me, I'm excited well, maybe excited's not the right word. I'm interested in talking to you, but could I just, you know, have 30 minutes to decompress and then we can connect? Um, I believe that that would mm-hmm. do wonders just knowing that you're interested in paying attention and, and caring um, wow. about being there for her mm-hmm. as well. Um, set parameters around it. So the solution with listening is, is if it's an emotional problem, listen. If it's a technical problem, fix it. And maybe let your wife know, you know, that you're trying to give her more space to share her emotions, but when she's ready to share a technical problem with you, um, that you're ready and you're able, but she just needs to communicate that to you. I try to do that with Dave is, you know, okay, I'm seeking input or I'm sharing my feelings, right? And that gives him a clue of like, okay, she needs me to fix it. She needs me to listen. And he knows which hat to put on as well. Wow. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Listening is, I, I do want to say just on that listening note, listening is this, the, the secret weapon that will create that bond with your spouse. It is uh, reported as just being one of the biggest areas that women feel uh, like they are um, losing kind of that connection with their spouse hmm. as well. Well, I think as you talk about that, a lot of this leads to intimacy, you know, and uh, a, f- a few weeks ago at our Men's Leadership Network, we had Barney Self and he was talking about, you know, how to have a great sex life and, you know, it was so powerful, but uh, if you will, I mean, just from a female's perspective, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about sex from a, a woman's perspective and for us, because that's a huge yeah. part of marriage, it's huge for men, you know, especially. It is, and there's so, mis- so much miscommunication um, surrounding this. And so, in for women only, we learned that a, an enormous part, uh, portion of men, 97% of men said that sex alone was not fulfilling for them, they also need to feel desired. And if you think about the old Viagra commercials that would be on, maybe they're still on, I don't know, you know, where you see the guy walking down the street and you're like, oh, did this guy get a new job? Did he get a new car? You know, what's going on in his life that he's, you know, looks so content, you know? Well, not only are things working for him at home, but he's feeling desired. And that feeling of desired is important. And when women, it's reported that when women, um, say no in the bedroom that men feel an enormous sense of rejection themselves. So I have good news for you and I have bad news for you. (laughs) So I'm going to start with the good news. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) The the good news is that usually men, it's not about you. 
96% of women report that when they're not interested in sex, it has nothing to do with you. It just has to do with being overwhelmed in life, maybe having young kids at home, maybe having a stressful job, um, that it's not about you. Uh, the bad news is women just want less sex, and that's just the way that it is. 82% of women reported that if they could, they would increase their sex drive. And so there's just an enormous amount of incompatibility, but what happens often is it's easy for men to feel like, gosh, this is a rejection of me, and therefore kind of pull away and detach, which mm. kind of creates a cycle of moving away from each other Wow. as well. So uh, what I'm hearing is the, what increases that intimacy, though, is, is the listening mm-hmm. Um, the emotional security mm-hmm. like you're talking about, yep. and then a woman feels more apt to say, hey, I want to be with you. Yeah. I want to move toward you. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, our small group is doing um, a sacred marriage study, and Gary Thomas put it beautifully, and he said, you know, a woman needs to, her soul needs to be touched before you touch her body. That Her soul needs to be touched, you know, outside the bedroom before you touch her body inside the bedroom. Wow. And so... And, and the Feldhans, Jeff and Shanti, have learned that a woman needs to feel safe outside the bedroom before inside, so it, it's parallel. Um, think about what things can you take off her plate. You know, oftentimes if you were to say, hey, you know, um, this is something I'm thinking about later on, what's, what would get in the way and how can I help? That alone would make a big difference as well. How many of you have heard about the crockpot versus the microwave analogy? <laughs> Right? So women are like crockpots and men are like microwaves. And so the more that you're able to do, you know, early on to turn the crockpot on and get it going, the better off you're going to be at night. So, wow. um, so that's a, a tip as well. That's a great tip. So we'll talk about, um, you know, I live in a sorority house, right? Yes. So I've got three girls and a wife. And so they're, they all have words and lots of words. And uh, it, it's great. It's wonderful. But uh, I, I'm constantly trying to figure out how do, how do I manage this? And how do I affirm them? And how do I bless them? And how do, as a dad, do I step in yeah. to this, you know, um, development for them and encouragement for my wife? And it seems like, it, it, this is just my perception, but beauty is a huge deal. And I think women are always comparing themselves, you know, to, to photoshopped models on magazines or to, you know, TV. And, and that's a hard thing. And so how do you help us as men try to affirm our wives in that? And then what is the role of beauty, I guess, in, in just that marriage? Women, yeah, yeah, beauty is, it's such an important component. And, you know, inside your smart, secure wife is a little girl who just wants to feel adored and cherished and loved. And, you know, we grow up with princess movies and Cinderella, and that's really kind of the direction that society pushes us, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it. Um, 84% of women ages 35 and under said they have a deep, deep need to feel beautiful to their husband and that he only has eyes for her. And their numbers that are high too for older ages, that's just the the statistic uh, there. Um, And it's interesting, Jeff Feldhahn um, talks about doing a focus group one time with a, a table of women and they were talking about beauty and he said that it was so easy for him, you know, he talked about how 
um, he builds up his daughter and how he makes sure that she feels like his princess and that he's there to protect her. And one of the participants said, well, do you do that for Shanti as well? And he went, oh, I'm not sure that I do it as easily, mm-hmm. but, but men, we need it just as much. Women, you know, we need it as much as your little girls, you know, mm-hmm. uh, playing. Women face this battle every single day. We're constantly inundated, like you said, Jeff, with um, Photoshop and Botox and surgery, and, um, and it's just getting harder and harder to, to feel attractive in this world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we all desperately long to have it from our spouse. Wow. How do we, uh, how do we encourage our spouse in that? Because yeah. I know we're moving into bathing suit season. Yes. And, yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel that yeah. pressure. And as guys, how can we uh, affirm, I guess, mm-hmm. or encourage our wives? Yeah. Well, and this can be a, a really touchy subject because yeah. in for uh, women only, the book talks about how, you know, 70 for, 70% of men said that they would be bothered if their wife let themselves go. Mm. And, and so this is touchy men. And with that, what was identified, it's not so much size as much as just making an effort. Like guys report, I just want to know that she cares to, to put an effort in for me, you wow. know? And, um, and if you go home and say, hey, have you thought about hitting the gym? They're not going to receive that well, yeah, right? Exactly. So you're again in between a rock and a hard, yeah. hard place. Um, so what I recommend, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of times I recommend counseling uh, in a way to kind of bring these things out. I recommend, um, I, I do recommend for women only for your wives. I think it's a great resource and it does talk about that. It kind of, you know, um, opens that door a little bit in a safe way where they don't feel threatened. Mm. Um, but it is a challenge. It is, yeah, you know, so... And a lot of it comes back to emotions, I yes. think. You know, for, for guys, it, hey, you know, show us a problem, show us a direction, we're going to go, mm-hmm. we'll storm the castle, you know. Uh, but for women, it's so much more emotional. Yeah, it is. How, how do we deal with that? How do, yeah. we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, as, as far as beauty goes. Yeah, as far as beauty and just their, their uh, security and, mm-hmm. you know, they make this, it seems like mm-hmm. they, you, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, make decisions out of emotions. Yes. And, and we make decisions out of what's rational, you know, it yes. seems like. So, so uh, how, do you, how do you work with that? Yeah. You know, how, how, can you talk about emotions yeah. and the part that that plays? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, and with emotions, guys, I want you to picture... Uh, a computer screen like a laptop, right? And, yeah. and the spyware's been deactivated and you're looking at it and all of a sudden a window pops up and then another window pops up and then another window pops up and another window and another and all of a sudden there's like 20 different windows on the screen. That is what it feels like in a female brain. We constantly have windows all open at the same time. And, and one of my first questions in heaven is how uh, God created you guys to be able to compartmentalize your thoughts because it's, it seems like a luxury to me to, if you just don't want to think about it, you just don't think about it most of the time. And so with those emotions, um, again, it goes back to reassurance. Mm. You know, if she feels uh, safe and secure in your relationship, mm. then 
she's going to not have as many windows popping up because it's, you know, those windows are, oh my gosh, what happened in our last conversation? I've got to feed the dog. I've got to sign the permission slip. Oh my gosh, we're out of milk. Da-da. You know, these are all here. So how can you help her close those windows? You know, identify, okay, what windows are open in your head right now? What can I help you close? Mm. It contributes back to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes things easier there. It goes back to the reassurance and the security as well. Wow. I mean, that's, that's so good. Uh, I just think it's easier if, um, I think it's easier being a guy, but you know, I think it's, I think it's Probably easier it's- not having to think about all those yes. things and, and you want to, you love your spouse. We mm-hmm. all do. And, and that's why we're here. And I'm so yeah. glad. And we want to have a strong marriage and a great marriage. And so, I mean, if you look at all of these things, how mm-hmm. would you really encourage us to do yeah. that? You know, I yeah. mean, what would you come back to say? This, yeah. is what, this, is, this is a takeaway. Yeah. This is something you've got to do. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to acknowledge that marriage is an investment. And mm. it's, you know, you think about all the time that you spent pursuing her before you were married. And, and things were going really well, likely, or you wouldn't have married each other. And now, you know, it's an investment as well. Mm. And so if it's you think word. about marriage, if it's kind of on autopilot... You know, and it's either going to, well, marriage isn't an autopilot, I guess I should say. You're either going to keep going up or you're going to keep going down. There isn't an autopilot switch for marriage. And so my question to you is, you know, what's the cost of not doing anything? You know, what's the cost of just letting everything fall? It's pretty heavy. And most of us would lose because the demands of today's world Uh are just so intense. And we're all struggling. We all need the tools and the, the ability to kind of come together and um, be purposeful in it mm. as well. So. I, I really appreciate you saying that because I think that is so huge. And I think a lot of times if, if a marriage is struggling or if it's hard, guys' reaction is, oh, I just can't yeah. deal with this. Yep. Forget it. I got too many other things going right. on. I, you know, I got this career and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and yet what I hear you saying, and I think this is so important for every guy, is, you know, you pursued your wife. Yeah fight for that marriage, yes. you know, do everything you yeah. fight for her and, yeah. and be that knight in shining mm-hmm. armor, you know, and, yeah. and we aren't always going to do it perfect, but yeah. man, are we trying in our marriage? Are we yes. trying to help it grow and become what it needs to be? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so much of it is just understanding how we're wired differently. And yeah. that's what I love about for women only. It gives us the understanding. You know, today I was very biased. I only talked about women's, the women's needs, but, uh, but that book is so great to share, you know, your needs as well. Yeah. And, so I do have an exciting announcement yeah, as well. So, um, so I was talking with Shanti uh, Feldhahn and letting her know that I was going to be sharing this information. And she actually uh, was excited because they're starting a new project and doing new research uh, around a concept called a 30-day kindness challenge. And what happened was they just started this on their website in, uh, I think, the beginning of the year, maybe in January. Um, geared towards women, and the the results were astounding. These women joined in this challenge, and uh, and it was so big that their website crashed, and there was such positive feedback. But they don't have a lot of feedback from men, and what it looks like when men do the challenge, and so. The really neat thing is we have an opportunity to be part of the research that they have done over the years, and at the same time, invest in your marriage. So if you guys want to put the, um, the URL up and share that, 
when we are, um, when we have a focus, this is kind of the coach in me, when we have a goal daily that we can invest in and that we can focus on, it makes the results so much better. There's so much more accountability. Would mm-hmm. you agree? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, guys, we're goal-driven. You know, give us a, a mission, a task, and we'll get it done. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, think, I think this is helpful. Yeah. I know there's a URL that they're working on to okay. get up. I also know that there's going to be an email going out to everybody about with it in there. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what, what it, you know, 30 days, how yeah. does that work? Yeah. So for the 30 days, and we, if we have this graphic, we can put it up too. Uh, for the next 30 days, here is the challenge. So I'm challenging you guys personally. Um, I'd like you guys, actually, if we're, if we're not going to have it up, that's fine. Go ahead, grab your smartphones. I'm just going to walk you to the website where you would register. And if you register, that's up to you. Uh, but at least you'll know where to go. So it's um, shanti.com it's www.shanti.com backslash MLN so Men's Leadership Network we have our own uh, little survey group and those of you that are at the satellite campuses you pull out your phones too so www.shanti.com and then backslash MLN so Shanti is S-H-A-U-N-T-I and what they're trying to do, this is, this is the only commitment, is um, there's a 10-minute survey to fill out at the beginning that just helps them capture kind of the data of how things are going right now. And then there's a 10-minute survey at the end of 30 days that would help them establish kind of, you know, what growth has occurred. And then here's the challenge. Here's what it would look like for the next 30 days. So the first thing, there's just three things each day. The first thing is don't be distracted and don't withdraw. Give your wife your full attention at least 15 minutes a day. And when you're upset, stay in the game five more minutes past when you want to escape. Right? And this is important, men, because that's where women feel the love. That doesn't mean if you're in a, in a, angry fit that you stay and just keep lashing out for five more minutes, right? But if you can stay in there and you guys can talk through things. So uh, giving her 15 minutes a day and then each day find one thing, at least one thing you enjoy or appreciate about her and tell her. And then each day do one little act of kindness for her. That doesn't have to feel monumental. That can be, you know, making her a cup of coffee, texting her during the day saying, hey, you know, I love you. You're beautiful. Um, going on a walk, anything that shows that you're focused on her is going to meet that need. So, uh, so that's it. And, and guys, I can't encourage you enough because here's the thing. She has, she has data from other uh, research that she's done that says that when men engage in these habits of kindness, um, that it deeply pleases women. 72 to 90% of women said that. And then also... This is the important part. 67 to 73% of women said that these actions and habits would increase the chances that she would be interested in physical intimacy more frequently, right? So this is the part of helping her feel safe outside the bedroom before in. And so what you would do is you just go to the URL and then it just says register. You just give them your email and all they want to do is capture, you know, the, the beginning survey uh, and then the end survey and then just kind of how it went for you. And 
uh, we need to register by, I think, Sunday night is the deadline to get that registered. So spread the word to any guys that you know as well that would be interested in doing it. I highly recommend, if you choose to do it, that you have an accountability partner that you could kind of connect with. Hey, just a reminder, just a reminder, or send each other texts. Um, but this is, you know, definitely from a, a marriage perspective, those of you that aren't in a relationship right now, uh, it's not as applicable, but it's important to remember for when you are as well. I think it's great. I've got it here. I'm registering. I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm Good. excited about it because I, I think, you know, 30 days uh, is just an incredible opportunity for us to really invest yeah. in our marriage yeah. and, and uh, for us to, we, we want a strong marriage, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just impacts us in such a great way. And so I, I love this. I love the three things. It's simple, yeah. right? But I think it's going to make a huge it's really, difference. It does. And yeah. I've been doing it. I've, I engaged in the 30-day kindness challenge for women. And it makes me so aware. And I, you know, I found myself doing something to, to critique my husband. And it was just like, oh, right, I'm not supposed to do that. And it completely changed my attitude and the dynamic as well. That's awesome. We need our wives to do that. Though, I know. Yeah, so. have your wives do it too. <laughs> what is that? No, exactly. So, hey, I think we have a couple of questions. Are you okay to take a couple of yeah. questions? Yeah. This will be good. Yeah, we do. Uh, Kim, question one, what should a man do if he's tried to fix his marriage over and over? Of course, my cell phone rang while I was reading this. Uh, over and over, but it's not where he wants to, it to be. Any specific steps to take? Yeah, that's hard. The fixing thing is hard. I mean, there, you guys, marriage is hard. And uh, I, I highly recommend counseling. I feel like it's a little cliche to say since I am a counselor, but I, I, I have the opportunity to see the brokenness of two people coming together in a relationship. And marriage isn't, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so there are opportunities out there. There are tools out there. I know of them. I know a lot of great people that I, um, that I refer people to for marriage counseling as well that have the tools. But it takes, it takes that healing and coming together and, and really doing the work. And so it's hard to say when we're talking about fixing it. I don't know what that really looks like, you right. know, what that fixing looks like. But I do think having an objective person to bounce things off with, to work through things with is valuable. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's huge. You know, when you talked about sacred marriage earlier, yeah. it was one of my favorite books for, but I love where he says, you know, God did not give us marriage to make us happy, yes. but to make us holy. Absolutely. I mean, that's huge, you know, yes. and we all think, oh, it's just, you know, I ought to be right. happy all the time, all the time. Well, yeah. you know, we're both broken people. So you, yeah. there's going to be some challenges, but in that process, are we becoming more like Christ? Right. Are we growing in our relationship with the Lord and as our spouse that right. one day we present them perfect in Christ, you yeah. know, so that, that call. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of times we're guys and we, we think of that word fix right. when instead we got to be thinking about the word relationship, yes. you know, and, and how I can help and encourage. And I, I do just echo what you say uh, and marriage counseling, mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I can just speak from experience over these past mm-hmm. couple of a year of watching couples, even in our church, mm-hmm. um, and some who've been proactive and mm-hmm. gone to counseling and said, we're going to work on this. Mm-hmm. And to see their marriages saved, but mm-hmm. also growing yeah. at this time and seeing others who've just said, you know, forget mm-hmm. it. And they've walked out and it breaks your heart. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, you know, because it's not just you, it's the kids. Yeah. And it's yeah. so selfish, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, yes, yeah. please, please, please work on yeah. it, you know? And reach out to somebody. And I think, guys, we, we're so proud. Yes. We're prideful. Right. And so we don't want to say, I need help. But this is one of those areas where right. work on it, mm-hmm. get help, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's what we're here for. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I see a big shift once people step out of this false lie oh, that yes. marriage completes us and that we're supposed to be happy because we're not. You know, <laughs> you're two fallen people living in the same house together. Yeah. That's going to be a mess, right? And so when we can step out of that expectation of perfection and it should look like this and looking at Facebook to go, oh, they have a perfect marriage. They ha- Nobody has a perfect marriage. Right. Nobody. Right. And we always compare you know, our worst to people's highlight reels, you know, and we don't see all the behind the scenes that they're dealing with. We're all dealing with stuff, but you know, praise God, especially as men, if we can honor our spouse and love our spouse with, that's our Mm -hmm. biggest call Mm -hmm. to follow Jesus and to love, to have a great marriage, you know? Yeah. And if you're, I would, I would want to see in this situation, uh, you know, the the last question, Mm. if you're following the steps that we just talked about, if you had this book and you kind of used it as a guide manual and tried that, I bet you would see an investment in a softening in your spouse, you know, and hopefully she would do the same. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I mean, 30 days, I'm, you know, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get one more. Um, how can I recover in marriage from a big failure or a deep wound in my wife? Mm. Hmm. There are a lot, I mean, there's so much to that question. I, I think when I see recover from a big failure, again, back to we all fail. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think men use that word fail. So everything is through the lens of have I failed or not, mm-hmm. you know, and that's grace, that's forgiveness, it's um, repentance, it's, you know, asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is recoverable. It's, it's not something that we probably can tackle right here and right now, but there is hope. There's hope. I've seen lots of marriages um, who have been through the trenches and the valleys restored. And just knowing, again, I, I, you know, that expectation that that marriage is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just not. You're going to have to go through those hard times and do the work and get yeah. dirty. You know, it's getting dirty. It's, I heard someone once say it's like um, getting cleansed out by a wire brush. You know, mm. it's not fun, but, it, but what's going on in those patterns and those relationships is what I would want to know. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, just to that question that it's the grace of God. Yeah. God brings healing when we've all messed yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, whatever huge thing you mm-hmm. think, God is bigger, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I've seen marriages, you think, man, they're not going to make it. And right. then you watch them come through and they're stronger, yeah. but yeah. they're willing to do the work. Yeah. They're willing to get on their knees. And, and so it can be great yeah. and it mm-hmm. can be awesome, mm-hmm. you know, but it does take, okay, I've got to really just pour my heart into yeah. the Lord and pour my heart into my spouse yeah. and let's do this. And be open about it. Oh, and, yeah. and that's the thing. I think it's hard sometimes when we live in shame to feel like, mm. you know, the shame covers me and I need to hide. And when you can, when you can get around that shame and not let that paralyze you and move into the relationship and be open, you know, that's where the grace steps in and conflict breeds intimacy guys. Like when we have conflict, you know, you don't want a marriage where you're just friends that the conflict that comes from arguments and that intensity creates intimacy. And sometimes those are the stronger marriages because of what they've been through and the challenges that they've been through. Mm, That's a great word. That's a great word. Hey, can I pray for us? I know you got some closing things, but let me just pray right there because that's perfect. Father, I, I do pray right now, Father, for every one of us in this room, everybody who's listening, who's watching online, Father, everybody at the satellite campuses, Father, I pray that we would be men after your heart. God, 
All of us are broken. There's times that we've messed up in our lives. We know that. We admit that. But Father, we want to follow you. And God, we want to have a great marriage. And so I pray, um, Father, for every spouse. I pray, God, that you would grow us closer. I pray that, Father, we would have an Ephesians 5 um, where we would love our wives in such a way as Christ loves the church. So God, we need you. We can't do that on our own, Father. We need you. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill us. I pray that you would bless, that you would move, and that, God, you would bless our marriages. Thanks for Kim and speaking through her today, Father. And Lord, we just want to serve you all the days of our lives. God, thank you for this time. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. That's great. Well, thank you guys for joining us. This is the last men's leadership breakfast for the season. Uh, Good news, we've got a lot of positive feedback, and we're going to ramp back up next fall. We're going to start on September 10th. Uh, You will get email reminders of that as we get closer to those dates. Uh, Also, a little homework. You are going to get a survey uh, that would help give us some feedback on what went well, what we can improve upon, and some areas uh, that you guys might like to hear us cover uh, in the next session. So if you have topic ideas, please share those with us. Uh, We'll also make sure that in that email and in that distribution, we've got the link to the website that Kim referenced today. Uh, So you'll have that. Please do take some time and and share uh, some feedback there. So this will complete our season. Uh, our first spring season of Men's Leadership Network. Thank you for everyone involved. Uh, and to the satellite locations and the hosts, thank you for uh, sponsoring those locations as well. We look forward to getting back together with you guys early next fall. Thank you.